Namaste. I'm Mitesh, a communication and life coach. Namaste. This is Shakti. I'm a holistic healer and an intuitive coach. We are the founders of Spiritual Alignment. And the Spiritual Alignment podcast is where we dive into topics that are raw, real, and vulnerable. Our intention is to normalize everyday difficult experiences so that together we step into deeper alignment with ourselves. In our very first episode, I shared personal insights and tools from my own journey of dealing with expectations that I constantly attracted from others. Today, we are continuing on this topic from a different angle, the angle of people-pleasing. The cycle of being everything to everyone is exhausting. And honestly, for the longest time, I believe that mostly women encountered this pattern. Until Mitesh and I started talking about this, I was actually surprised to discover that men and women are equally affected by this vicious cycle of being everything to everyone. So Mitesh, share with us your journey and how being everything to everyone has played out in your life. Sure, so as you spoke about it in the previous episode of you know, working through expectations that were placed on you, for me, it was just a different flavor as I started reflecting on my own journey. And uh, really, it came down to people-pleasing. And what I mean by this is that it is really this idea of how do I feel accepted by other people, other groups, other whoever it is, whatever situation I'm in, how do I get to a place where they see me as somebody that's interesting, somebody that's cool, somebody that's, that, that they would like to, to be friends with or to, uh, to be connected with. And, and that's the place where I always felt like, you know, just me being myself wasn't going to cut it. And I had to, to do something about that. And if I think about where this starts from, I, I would say when I moved, so I was about eight years old, I grew up in Long Island, New York, and we moved from one town to another. Uh, and this was around my second grade. And when I moved into this new town, I felt completely out of place. Like there was just, I felt uprooted from one place to the next. And uh, I didn't know anybody. I, it was completely new. It was uh, just a different environment, different vibe. And it just felt like, I had to do something in order to be accepted. Um, I felt very different. That it wasn't as a diverse place, this town that I moved into, uh, compared to the other town that I was in. And so it also played a factor of, uh, of wow, okay, I do stand out here versus everybody else. And so it almost made me at a very young age think about, okay, what can I do? How do, how can I be like everybody else? How can I be like everybody else? And that was the, the trap that I almost fell into. And it's almost like this idea of, uh, I, I didn't know all of this until much, much later on until I, you know, became an adult and, you know, very, very recently in, in my own life experience that have, did I realize that, 
oh wow, this is what was happening. And uh, you know, just like a fish in water, you don't know what water is until you are outside of fish and you're, I mean, sorry, outside of the water. And then you realize, okay, this is what water is and this is what air is, it's a big difference. And so similarly, that's kind of the experience I was, experience, uh, I was having for myself is, all right, this is, a, this is just became normal. And it, for many, many years, I just carry this idea of uh, people pleasing. Wow, there is a lot to unpack in that experience. Um, I just want to say that I so appreciate your honesty and, and how, in, in how much neutrality you're able to share the story. And I just feel in my heart for that little boy who was looking for that sense of belonging and, and trying to fit in, trying to win friends and trying to just make sense of all that was happening. And sadly, not every parent has tools to help their children, children don't know what they're feeling and is, is that how I'm supposed to feel? Um, so I'm really grateful for you stepping forward and sharing the story with us. I feel like I can personally use the story and um, you know, we just moved to as a family and I feel like there's a lot to learn for myself as well. So tell me, Mitesh, when did you discover this pattern showing up? When did you separate yourself th from this pattern and understood that this is something you're doing or, or happening, but it is not you? I'm assuming there, there must be some point that where you felt like you could understand it. Yeah, and this took a long time, actually. It probably, I would say, late after you know, even we got married and it was, you know, in that process of just seeing myself as, you know, this unit of, of our unit of as a husband and wife, uh, taking on this new role and recognizing, wow, these are some patterns that, that, uh, that I have. And, and primarily, you know, uh, when you, when you're, you know, you're growing up, it, like I was saying earlier, like you, I just didn't know what to differentiate between who. Uh, ultimately, it comes down to who of not knowing who I really was. And I mean, I can say that even now, I I, I don't know to a full hundred percent degree of who I really am. Uh, but it's gotten better, <laughs> and and that's the great part is that uh, it it took you know some point in our marriage I figured out that all right this is not who I am, this is not who I want to be, uh, this is who I've trained myself to be, but there is a, a version of me, there is a more authentic version of me that uh, needs to come out. And, and that's the exploration that's happened uh, just over the last 10 years. Wow, I never imagined that I would be sitting on this chair interviewing you. And <laughs> and receiving the credit <laughs> um, <laughs> for all this awakening. Um, not me personally, but it's crazy to realize how much awareness and discovery do relationships bring in our life. It's, it's so mind-boggling, and I see this time over time. Relationships really 
show us the mirror of who we are and things that we like to see in ourselves and things we absolutely don't like to see. So I'm just appreciative of the fact that you <laughs> stuck around. <laughs> 10 years is a long time. So tell me, Mitesh, why this happens. So the way I see it is that, you know, it, it comes down to the, the beliefs that we hold about ourselves. And at some level, there, you know, when this happens for whether it's for me or for, for any of you, I'm sure you can relate to this, is that, you know, we hold a belief that we are not complete just as we are. And when this belief infiltrates the mind, then the result of it is that this belief cycle just causes us to constantly seek validation from outside sources. So for me, that people pleasing was really looking for validation from every person that I met. And it really was there to shore up this faulty belief that I had of, you know, I'm, I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, I'm not acceptable as I am. And, you know, from parents to teachers to authority figures to bosses, you know, you can change the person, but the, the belief just manifests in, in, in a different way with that individual and it, uh, it keeps perpetuating itself. So it doesn't matter who's in front of you, uh, for the most part, you know, until you meet an individual that really sees you, that really, you know, looks to uh, kind of dig into who you really are, you get caught up in that game. And, and that's where I felt I was for a long time, is that I just got caught up into that game because I didn't feel like I had a lot to offer to people. And so, you know, it became this conditioning that, you know, to get validated only when we, when I received that star or that reward or that trophy or that bonus, whatever it was, you can change the situation, but it was always something that I was reaching for from somebody else. And I mean, these things are great. It's nothing, nothing wrong with getting a trophy or a star or any of that. But I, I found it now that use those things to, to see it as a reflection of your internal view of yourself. So, you know, when I receive a star or, a, or an award or, a, you, know, a, you know, a kudos or a compliment, it's not me thinking, oh, thank you so much for validating me, but it's more of... Yes, this is just a reflection of who I really am. I, I am this person. Uh, whereas the other flip side of it is that, you know, I feel like there's a chase that happens, especially for me, that uh, early on was that I sought these things, whether it's, a, you know, uh, a certain salary or whether it's a certain award or certain, you know, trophy or anything, any of these things to fill a void within me. And, and that was the, the flip of when that happened where, you know, rather than trying to fill that void, it was really a different state of being that I was looking at it from. Uh, and there are very two, diff two different states where, you know, one is that you'll do anything to make yourself feel worthy or good enough or accepted. And the other is, is really, uh, you know, your worth from the get-go and everything that you see outside of you is just a, a reflection of that. Uh, I remember a, a conference that I went to about 13 years ago and uh, this is, I didn't know at that, at that time, but I 
reflect back on it now and I realize I got so good at this, this whole idea of people pleasing. Um, I really showed up as whoever the other person wanted me to be. And uh, I remember this one instant at this conference, I was sitting at a, uh, it was a dinner time and we were sitting at a table and I had a group on the right of me and a group to the left of me. And the group on the right of me was just a very, you know, jolly, lighthearted, uh, kind of fun individuals that, that were there. And then the, per the, the people on my left were more of the serious, kind of intense, um, more, you know, more just deeper into kind of diving into deeper topics. And I remember flipping back and forth while in the middle of this, these groups of kind of flipping that switch and being that lighthearted, jolly, fun, joking personality. And then when I turned to my left, all of a sudden I, you know, I took on that intensity of like, yeah, let's talk about something that's more deeper and meaningful, whatever it was. It just, I got so good at it. I, and when I look at it now, it, it really, it was almost like an, uh, you know, being an actor. I mean, I probably could have been a good actor. Maybe I should go into acting now, but I, I feel like I've gotten so good at taking on uh, matching that frequency, matching that personality of the other person that in that process I lost myself and not really understanding who was I, who am I, but really just turning myself into what that other person or the other people wanted me to be. Yeah, I think I, I was thinking the same thing. I mean, wow, a person who can match the frequency of other people must be so intuitive actually to know where other people are you know everyone that you interacted with you could kind of understand where they were what kind of people they were that is intuition to me that is empathy to me that is being a sensitive soul to me who has access to a lot of senses and who can really grasp these things so I mean as hard as you know, this pattern might have been, I, I, I can only imagine this to be draining on you and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it also gave you a lot of blessings. Yeah. So I remember this example of, of this analogy is like, you know, when you put a knife in the hands of a, a thief or a murderer, it can actually take away a life. And when you put a knife in the hands of a, a doctor, actually, it can actually save a life. Uh, so similarly, yeah, I mean, it is, it, it, it can totally be, it, it probably is a gift that I have of just, just being able to tune into people's energy and, and knowing where they are. Uh, but remember what I said earlier, it was that I was coming from a place of void versus a place of fulfillment. And when I use that tool or that gift of intuition from a place of void, it changed how I behaved, it changed how I operated, it changed how I showed up in the world versus, you know, I can, I mean, I can look, I can feel the energy of the other person still be myself and still have a meaningful conversation when I'm, when I'm fully grounded in, in who I am. So that's the difference. And, and that's what I wanted to kind of highlight is that, yes, it, it's certainly a gift, but it was just not being used in a way that uh, was the most beneficial for me. Yeah, makes perfect sense to me. Now tell me, Mitesh, how did you overcome this pattern? Well, it, it took me a while to just simply remind myself of who I am in every given moment. Um, you know, what was happening is that 
like I was saying, I, I, I've came from a place of not being capable, not being feeling worthy, not feeling complete. And the one thing that I find is helpful is that, you know, instead of relying on other people to show how awesome you are, you know, it's a hundred times more powerful and potent when you remind yourself of how awesome you are. And, and so this is where that shift happened for me is that I, I took it on myself. I took that responsibility of my self-worth really on myself rather than, you know, using other people or, or leaning on other people to define how good I am or how great I am or, or, you know, how awesome I am or, you know, whatever that, that qualification that I needed from somebody else. And so it, it really takes, that's the first step is to remind yourself, because remember, this is a belief that, that I talked about earlier of, it's a faulty belief of just how incomplete you are or I am. And having that belief, it takes internal adjustment to shift that belief and almost negate that belief and say that it's not about how incomplete I am. Start with that premise that I am complete, that I am whole, that I am worthy of and, and receiving, uh, giving and receiving love. And when I start there, it takes a constant reminder. So for example, you know, you can have your phone remind you every so often, you know, put an alarm of, uh, instead of, you know, wake up, wake up, you idiot in the morning or whatever that sort you know, like that sort of reminder, you can say, Hey, uh, good morning. Um, and, uh, and you know you're an amazing being just remember that you know so having something like that having your phone reminding have you use technology for this reinforce that thought reinforce this thought of your your greatness every day uh, because it takes that internal remembering by yourself because you know the more you rely on somebody else to do it it's just going to lead you in that void it's going to continue to pull you into that game of, you know, I need this. It's like a drug where, you know, you start, you know, the, the less you have it, the more you seek it from the outside sources. So it's, it's that incomplete feeling that leads you to those actions that generally are not in alignment with your truth. And then whenever you start to feel less than someone else or feel the need to prove to someone how great you are, you know, that's the moment where you have to catch yourself. And I mean, it's okay if you don't get it the first 50 times or, you know, you know, you can try and try and you remember, you don't remember, but the more you practice this new belief system, it, it'll take some adjustment time. You know, it, you know, the, the human mind takes three weeks at least to change the pattern, to change that, those beliefs, to really reinforce that, the belief. So, uh, it'll automatically feel more natural with that repetition and reinforcement. And, you know, for example, you know, as a public speaker, um, I remember early on when I started speaking in public or to groups, this people pleasing would take over so much that, you know, I, I sounded like a completely different person. I, I almost put this persona on of who I need to be in order to be accepted. And uh, one silly example is that uh, I was following somebody who 
who was really enthusiastic and energetic in his voice. And I was like, ah, this is somebody I'd like to, to model. And one thing that they, that they said over and over again, or at least they would emphasize the word amazing. And whenever they said that, it kind of hit a, hit a string within me. And I'm like, oh, that sounds so awesome. I'm going to have to incorporate that into my speaking. So here I went going on, you know, speaking in public for, or, or teaching classes and leading groups. And I started using this word amazing and amazing and amazing. And then, and pretty soon I realized, what am I doing? I'm hearing myself and I'm like, this is not me. It works for this individual. It works for this person. But for me, it's that I felt that I was not engaging. I was not enthusiastic. I was not, you know, this, this really good speaker. So I needed to adopt things in order for me to, to be accepted and to feel like, uh, I was an enthusiastic person. So now that's completely shifted. And just through that practice of reminding myself that I don't need to be somebody else. I just need to be me. I just need to be who I am. And that is good. That's good enough. That's perfect. And if somebody can't accept that, that's their problem. They need to deal with it. They need to work on acceptance, <laughs> but it's not my problem to gain acceptance from others. It's just me accepting me first. And, and that's where it really starts. Wow. It always amazes me how powerful our mind is in creating our reality. And once we be aware of some of these patterns that the mind creates, it is actually not that hard to reprogram the mind. It's actually not that hard to break these cycles or create new habits. And inner transformations are very possible when we understand these little nuances, these little things that our minds create and really gain control, um, manage, learn to manage our mind. And um, if you are on a journey of personal development and want to be surrounded by, with inspirational thoughts and supportive tribe, um, please join our virtual community on Facebook, which is called Spiritual Alignment Collective. And I just wanna say, Mitash, thank you for sharing your story and excellent tips to help us all avoid being a people pleaser. If we fall into that cycle, we know what to do. It's to really step into our wholeness again, keep reminding and coaching our mind that we are, we are complete just as the way we are. We are perfect and fully divine beings. Um, yeah, I really appreciate that reminder today. So thank you to everyone for tuning into our podcast. We trust that these first few episodes are useful to you. Do subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already. Please share it with your friends or family who may benefit from this conversation. And let us know how today's topic resonated with you. How do you avoid being everything to everyone? We look forward to hearing from you and reach out to us at spiritualalignment.com.